0: I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for side. It is. Pop. It tastes great, it makes you feel kind of funny. Not
1: here, not down there, but all up in this area.
0: Talking Talkin talk. Talkin talk. Talk? <laughs> off. <laughs>
1: jennifer smith this is another episode of flashing back this is an old interview that tim and i did on talk and pop back in september of 2020 it is with our friend cowboy roger you can hear cowboy roger um right here on the jenny position on wednesdays uh, every month uh on an episode of talking docs our new podcast that we host with our friend logan crossland Roger tells some great stories here, and it was awesome learning more about him in this really candid way. So enjoy flashing back. Hi, welcome to Talk and Pop. My name is Jennifer Smith. I am here with the Balls of Mahoney to my Pillman, Tim Cable. How you doing, Tim?
2: Balls. <laughs> <We're> great. <laughs> I wasn't expecting uh, quite that intro, but I uh, I love you for it. I know you do. Um. Yeah, well, no. I, I guess I'm holding up okay here midweek. Um, it's uh, it's a four-day week for me, so my mm-hmm. sense of timing, my sense of time is even more out of whack than it already has been this entire year, basically. Um, this
1: entire 14 years?
2: Yes. Right, right. I mean, I do not know my ass or my head from a hole in the ground, <laughs> so... That's where that's where I am. How are you tonight, Jenny? About the
1: same. You're in good company. All right. For that. Oh, Between
2: the two weird. of us, we'll see if we can pull our asses, our heads out of our asses or <laughs> holes or let's not talk about holes. Um, we have with us a guest tonight, so we're kind of going back and forth here with with our formatics of this show, Jenny. Where last month we. Talked about some trash garbage we watched on Netflix. Done quite a lot of that um, this year. Solved some mysteries.
1: Trash garbage is strong. I mean, I feel like it's thought provoking and intelligent.
2: Normally we do talk about trash garbage. That was kind of an exception uh, because yeah, we were we it's were quality. yeah we we did a true crime podcast as you mm-hmm. do okay. uh, and solved the mysteries as you do. And I guess we'll be doing that again before the year is out. They got another volume of un- heretofore unsolved mysteries <laughs> coming in October. <laughs> they will not remain unsolved for much longer, I'm sure.
1: Before the broadcast is even over, they had people calling in with tips
2: about that's the right. show that's aired. Next. I expect to see some updates after the first episode. <laughs> um. Okay. So. We did not watch any trash garbage uh, since then. Well, I'm sure we have, but we're not going to talk about it tonight because we have a guest back, and this guest is someone in keeping with things that we have talked about on the show. Person we don't necessarily know that well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who we have interacted with uh, casually. Someone you have met, I have mm-hmm. not, and that's what we like to do here: is try to get to know people better. Um, because that's I don't know I, I just find it more interesting and, and more varied unusual places to go when uh, when I talk to someone here who I don't know that well and uh, see Exhibit A Calvin Crowell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean you examples. never
1: know where people are going to go, you
2: know. Right, exactly. And so, without further ado, let's bring him in. Who do we have with us in our third seat, Jenny?
1: Well you might know him as the cowboy but I know him as Roger how you doing Roger
2: hey doing
3: great guys thanks for having me on I, I can confirm that this will be more trash garbage as you yes. call it so
2: yeah trash garbage either way just um...
3: we'll, and we'll try not to make it a true crime story and we'll, we'll go from there how's, how's that
2: sound
1: I don't know. <laughs> we'll don't get ahead we,
3: of yourself. Now.
2: We'll try not to solve the true crime story if it does turn into <laughs> that. If if that perhaps implicates you,
1: we'll leave it a mystery. <laughs>
2: yeah, leave that one unsolved. But no, thank
3: thank you for having me on. Because I'm excited for it. So it's
2: good stuff. Awesome. Well, something I'm wondering, Jenny, you might already know, but the listeners may want to know as well. What's with the Cowboy nickname? I've always known you as Cowboy, and they there's a Cowboy Senior also, so you are Cowboy, not to be confused with and Cowboy yeah, you Senior. You, like,
3: look at my Facebook and stuff, you're like, hey, it doesn't really
2: fit. <laughs> sort of, yeah. So that was another, like, where where did this all come from?
3: Oh, it's a ridiculous story, really. So all right. I've known I've known JT for... About say six, seven years now, and like the first time we like hung out uh, together, we were at um, we were at this place in, in Warwick, Rhode Island, that they they showed wrestling. So I I hadn't watched wrestling in like forever. I was a big fan when I was when I was younger, up until I was about maybe twenty or so, and then completely got away from it. And uh, picked it back up about fifteen years later. So I was with JT and uh, and Mr. Flanagan. First time I really first time I met Mr. Flanagan. First time me and JT had hung out outside of you know outside of the the office. And it really stupid story. The guy who the guy who owns this place, he would come around and say hi to everybody. And I forget what I was doing. I was trying to like switch the fucking jukebox or something. And he said, "Slow down, there, cowboy." <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That was forever. So, literally, like zero meaning to the name. I thought, it was funny. I thought it was. It I thought, was kind of, I, thought no, I thought it was kind of a cool gimmick. You know, it's like, oh, I've never been, I've never been a cowboy. You
2: know. Because so, I'm like, is he like a big Kid Rock fan, or is there some sort of? <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, like was he? Right.
3: Uh, but and then the senior thing was from I, I did a show, um, a sports show, for a while on the on the pod on the feed called the Place to Be Nation Sports Lounge, and I, I identified I guess... myself as the cowboy on the show. And my dad wanted to be on the show too. I said, "You can do it, but you have to be cowboy senior." <laughs> so. He, he really eats it up. He really ate up the nickname.
2: We so he still, was into I it. We
3: actually call him Senior to this. <laughs> like when I talk to him, you know, I see him all the time. I say, hey, how are you, Senior? How you doing? it's and, your uh, literal dad <laughs> so like... okay and his, his name's roger as well okay, and, i was
2: gonna uh, ask he, is, is his name at least roger to yes, to uh, okay so there is a basis it's for the senior part other scene than...
3: using on social media because we both refuse to not just be roger morrisette so okay <laughs> like one of these days a message is going to go awry but um yeah
2: Yeah, I I was really hoping his name was going to be George, and it's just like we're still going to call you Cowboy, but it's going to be Cowboy Senior.
3: (laughs) I can tell you, he like really plays up the gimmick. We were at a wedding last year, and he was he was pretty loaded on the dance (laughs) floor, and um, he was into country music for a while. He was actually more of a cowboy than myself. Um, And you know that song, "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy." Sure. Oh my God. So. Big, we got a big group of people, and they say, Save a horse, ride a cowboy. And then he would just scream at the top of his fucking lungs, Senior! After- <laughs> <laughs> and just loved it. And that was just that, like a family thing. You know, like, I mean, he's he's all in. He's all in. So, so I love but, it. but the genesis of it is just a total throwaway line. By this, by this guy who we went to this place, like, I. You know, JT and, and uh, Andy had been there a bunch of times, but I I probably went to this place three times, and he just said, "Slow down, there, cowboy." And, you know, that?
1: Well, did you like refer to yourself that way, or did they like like lock onto it right away and start calling you
3: that? Yeah, they kind of like we kind of thought it was funny, and then and then I I kind of acted a little like senior. I was like, "Ah, oh, I kind of like this this cowboy yeah. thing." You know? So he encouraged it.
2: Yeah. And Got so, into the cowboy shit, just like it.
3: But like, legitimately, in my everyday life, nobody calls me that except my father. Fucking calls me that. So.
2: He really embraced the lifestyle. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Like, like even even friends like from um uh, from the um the podcasted stuff. Like outside of outside of that, like when we're talking, they generally don't call me cowboy. But <laughs> my dad, me and my dad, it's gonna stick forever. I think so. That's right. I like that
2: name. I love it. So Okay, so that kind of brings me to what would have been the starting point if if I didn't have to have that question answered straight (laughs) off. I had to satisfy that curiosity right away. (laughs) Um, That's tremendous. What all kind of brought you into this circle? You mentioned um, JT, JT Rosero, past guest of this show, a few times over. So, I know you guys are friends, have been friends for a while. Like, how how did you guys meet, and how did you sort of get hooked up with Place to Be Nation and podcasting, and you know, what was your entry point?
3: Pretty straightforward story. So we we met at work, and we played. Ba- Justin um, has a basketball thing, right? Where where mm-hmm. he 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 organizes three on three basketball once a week for a long time, um, and they needed a guy. And someone told him that I played basketball, so he came up and asked me if I wanted to play. I was pretty out of shape at that point, but, and I, but I missed playing. I used to, So I, I lived in Arizona for a while and then moved back to uh, Rhode Island. And um, I had just moved back maybe six months before, and I used to play all the time in Arizona, and I had not played in a while. So he asked me to play. I said uh, I don't have any stuff with me, and I thought about it. I was like, man, this this guy might never ask me again if I don't play. <laughs> really? So I messaged him and I said, you know what? I'll just buy stuff on the way there. I'm in. Um, so in order in order to in order to be part of the basketball league, we had to be Facebook friends because there's like a private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when he friended me. You know, like you fucking, you, you spy on people after they friend you, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, totally. So I'm looking through his friend list, and I see all this wrestling stuff. You know, like <laughs> El Gigante and all this <laughs> shit. So, like, I approached him at our place of employment, and I was like, I was like, dude, are you like a fucking wrestler? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, no, no, but, you know, but I like wrestling a lot. And, you know, and he kind of just told me about 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 the site and about the podcast and stuff. And he invited, you know, we kind of hit it off. I was like, yeah, I I used to be into wrestling. I'd love to get back into wrestling. Um, I was kind of like, I lived, I moved, I lived in Arizona for seven years. So I moved in like 2004 and moved back in like 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, like didn't want to like fall back in like totally with some of my group from before I had left. Um, there were reasons I'd left, and um, so I was kind of like. And I've always been somebody that I, I I think the best way to meet people and stuff is like whenever anyone asks me to do anything, I always do it, right? Like so, as uncomfortable as yes. that is, right? Always say yes. Like, oh, oh, you want to come to this party where you're not going to know anybody, and I really won't be able to talk to you? Yeah, sure, sounds great. Yeah, what <laughs> what, what do you want me to bring? And um, and I, know, I've always been that way. And it's always led to, you know, led to developing good relationships. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, JT's very outgoing in that respect, and likes to be very inclusive of his, uh, you know, of his, his friend group. So he invited me to stuff. I can't. I went. Um, he invited me to the Royal Rumble that they were going to, which um, was awesome. I went and I rooted for Batista,
2: and it became ah. a big. Story Big because Batista, everybody hated blue Batista man in 2014 it wasn't blue,
3: it was the one he won the one he won it was oh, it okay rooted. so you know, this is a good story so we went and like I, I hadn't watched wrestling in forever so I thought like Batista was like one of the only fucking guys I knew and then he's back so I'm like I'm like I'm rooting for Batista right so I bought the Batista shirt at the Rumble and it was the Rumble where Daniel Bryan lost to Bray Wyatt on like the undercard. Okay. And then everybody thought that Daniel Bryan was going to come into the Rumble and win it and then they just didn't even have him come in at all.
2: Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. And
3: like the place was like fucking furious. And and so like I'm wearing the Batista shirt and everyone's just booing the shit out of Batista and yelling at him. So I'm like you know, I'm a, I'm like fuck this. You know, I'm the I'm the cowboy. I'm the- <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna, play I'm, this up. I'm <laughs> gonna play this up so I'm standing up I'm pointing at the Batista shirt I wrote a column was it like for the for the site about like why Batista was awesome and why Daniel Bryan sucked oh you know, like I kind of remember that how, yeah how I hate like how I you know can't understand how they have these guys who are like my size like fighting against real 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 big, tough. Yeah, food,
2: yeah, and, yeah. That that made some waves. Uh, talk about. Yeah, uh, so we have unpopular opinions soundtrack. today. How yeah. about uh, <laughs> that was the um, prototype? No, so so
3: it's cool. And then you know, we uh, so that's so we kind of mm-hmm. became we we became very good friends, and we're we're now very we're now very good friends.
2: Yes. So, what would you do if a manic, very wet, very vascular? bulging Batista ran up to you in a gym locker room naked and, and and he ripped the towel off of your waist and said, give me what I want. What would you do? Yeah. In that you know, situation? I'd have
3: to think about it, Tim, but, um, I mean, I can't really answer that. I feel like <laughs> we, we should ask all of our guests this question.
2: Yeah, we should. Moving
3: forward. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a logical question. question. Man, I mean, I, I love the guy. I would do just about anything. Just about just anything.
2: Just about.
3: That might be where the line is, but in the moment, who knows? I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's a definite. Yeah, no.
2: it's okay. I mean, some people, you know, you dislike hypothetical questions. You just have to mm. have to see what you would do in the moment. But
1: um, what would you do, Tim?
2: Uh, I think I'd have to give the man what he wants.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the only real answer. I
2: feel like um, I, I wouldn't be entirely sure um i, I might ask but mm-hmm. it's sort of like roger's policy you don't say no um mm. <laughs> when confronted with that situation and he invited
1: me to suck his dick what can i say
2: <laughs> who knows you know
3: i mean these hypothetical things right <laughs> it's like in, in the moment who the who, the, who, knows? who knows who knows i mean it's, it's batista you saw what he did like I mean, dana brooke like i, know, I mean right? basically that on twitter for her but unsolicited unsolicited just because she was mad at ennis canter you Mm. know i mean it's yeah
1: Uh, what kind of life is that
3: i mean that's even before guardians of the Galaxy. i mean now he's like that's right like top like a top five just person on earth, I think, at this point. He
2: does you know what he does seem like a legit good dude. Like it's sort of the last person I could see doing something like that. It's just sort of the visual that I he's, kinda ran. He's with.
3: Funny. He's funny as hell and mm-hmm. he seems like you know, if you follow me this seems like a good guy. Seems like a good guy. I mean, you know, like walking away from the WWE, that doesn't, certainly doesn't make him a bad guy, you know. No. I mean
2: well, in some they, people's they, eyes, it might, but in the grand scheme of things, it's... You it's like, said whatever. top
3: five person on Earth.
2: <laughs> top five that's person just, on I Earth. I
3: mean, everybody has an opinion, Jenny, and that's mine, right? Sorry. Who else is in your <laughs> top five? I, I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think about that.
2: Cowboy <laughs> Senior, I hope.
3: Yes, cowboy Senior, Jason That Cater. guy
1: who called you Cowboy the yep. first time. Yep, Definitely
2: he's in there.
3: Tom Brady. <laughs>
1: And Keanu Reeves should be on everybody's list.
3: Goes up fast. It
1: does.
3: Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know about like. It's tough because there's some people who have done some really, really great things, and yeah. you know, like Steve Gleason. I have a lot of respect for him. He's the guy for the Saints who has um, ALS. The guy who oh. he blocked that kick and he started the Gleason Foundation for ALS. Like I, I couldn't respect someone more than him, so he would probably be in my top. five.
2: Just below well. Batista, <laughs> right, right there, with,
3: right
1: there with Batista.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Female Bret, Bret Hart. Female
2: Bret Hart. Definitely yeah, there. definitely on the list. No, um, so,
3: I mean that's like that's a whole
2: nother level right there yeah, that's a that's a different list
1: so you said you moved away and then you came back and then you didn't want to get up with your old friend group did you
3: get in trouble with your old friend group yeah a little bit you know I just like I had um you know growing growing up I had, like I'll give you a, like a synopsis of my mm-hmm. you know, my teenage years into my like early 20s like there was this video arcade I grew up in like a small town. And there was this, like, video arcade and, like, convenience store in my town. And, like, I got written up for loitering there, like, probably, like, 50 times. How do you loiter at By, an arcade? by, by, by the police. Like, written up by the police. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, and so, I, I mean, I was with a group where that's kind of, like, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, just not a lot of motivation there. So, and, I mean, on it, I have friends, best friends, to this day, that are, that did that with me. But... It just in general, in general, I was looking for, like, when I moved. Part of the reason I moved was okay. I kind of wanted a fresh start. I was about twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four years old, just looking for a fresh start. You know, for people from the Northeast, like we don't generally move. Like my my whole family, like probably going back four generations, had all probably lived within like forty miles of each other. You know. Wow. And I got yeah. this I got this opportunity to to go out to Phoenix. My sister actually lived there at the time, and I said, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do it. And so I did it, and real positive experience for me out there, it was great, Just made some great friends, met my wife, uh, mm-hmm. life was good, and then, you know, decided to come back, and, you know, I, I was a bit of a different guy when I came back, and to that end... Did not, was was no longer looking to hang out at the arcade all the time. Uh. And uh, No, no, yeah, so just really, you know, like, like I had some real solid friends out in Phoenix, and I just wanted to kind of mirror that because it had been successful for me.
1: And, I mean, it seems like you make friends pretty easily, honestly. Like, <laughs> Justin just walking up to you like, hey, you want to play basketball? Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're best friends now.
3: Yeah, no, I've always had a lot of friends. I've always tried to, I try to be outgoing and be like, you know, like I know a lot of people are introverted and stuff, and like have social anxiety. Like, a lot of people very close to me have that. Mm-hmm. So I've always been someone, you know, I'm not really like that. And in some ways, I think, you know, I'm extroverted in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, that's its own kind of mask that people put on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. e- either way. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of always tried to seek out people that maybe maybe were, you know, kind of being quiet in the corner or whatever and were who have, you know, maybe maybe trouble in those kind of interactions and tried to like, you know, I try to get to know people. I do, you know, talk to people, try to get to know people. Someone told me a long time ago that, you know, if you, if you take the time to talk to people from all different walks of life and i tell i mean i've i've interacted across the spectrum from like behind a dumpster to a 10 million dollar house literally and um and if you take the time to talk to people you're going to always find a common ground and generally speaking people are good right and it's a good and so yeah i i i try to i try to make friends and i feel like the more you know the more the more people that I'm close to, the more people I get to know, that's all that's all positives for me and hopefully for them sometimes too. Oh,
1: it is. I mean, I've definitely been on the receiving end of that. We've hung out before and, um, you know, you were just always like very just fun and joking around and trying to talk to everybody and, I mean, definitely always felt included, which is... Kind of a special thing because not many people go out of their way to make you feel included, and you definitely do that.
3: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And people have done that for me before too. So it's a, you know, it's a back and forth in life in a lot of ways. You know, like karma—you give what you get, sort of deal. I, I very much believe in that.
2: It's funny. I think a lot of people seem like they're lacking in empathy and perhaps themselves would say that they're lacking in empathy. And that's sort of like until you actually get them talking to someone who they think they wouldn't like, or they think they don't like, or they think they have something against. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh wait, we are just two people and, uh, can bullshit about whatever stupid common ground that we found. And, hey, look at that. I'm not the person I thought I was after all. It doesn't take a lot in some cases. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are those who are truly um, sort of lost causes. But yeah. I, I think, generally speaking, um, it doesn't take a lot to get somebody to, to open up. I mean, I was sort of the type of person who needed to be... Um, led to water, so to speak. Like I, you know, I'm pretty introverted myself, always have been, which I've said before, I, I think people make a little bit too much of the whole introvert, extrovert thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't that I was standoffish necessarily or, or like antisocial. It just, it sort of would take a bit of coaxing. And, you know, I'd find that somebody who put forth that effort, I'd be, very willing to reciprocate yeah um, but it was very much a, a reciprocal sort of thing I, I was not the one to to like make the first move in most cases um but it wasn't because i didn't want friends was a loner wanted to be left alone um i hate everybody like it's <laughs> not what it was about at all it's just people are you know wired in different ways
3: yeah so for sure right so the way I kind of think of it, right? Like that first, think of it. It's almost like public speaking, where, yeah, yeah. where that is that is a huge fear. And I, I've done. So think of it this way, Tim, right? The like the way the way my mind works. If we're sitting, if I'm if we're sitting in a room and I see you and you're not talking to anybody and you're not talking to me, right? As uncomfortable as it might be for me to go make conversation with you. I have to do it because it's, I feel like it's just so it's even more uncomfortable, like that we're sitting here not talking to each other.
2: Do you know, <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, there I, is something to be said for an uncomfortable silence, but if it's sort of like, this is just plain uncomfortable, uncomfortable, you can cut the tension <laughs> with the knife here. Uh, yeah. Um, Somebody sort of got to um, make the first move and break the ice. Um I, yeah definitely get what you're saying Every, and everybody hates those those icebreaker things right where it's like nobody knows anybody and you know you're all like in different groups or like you're at a table at a wedding or something you don't know anybody and it's just sort of like uh, okay let's figure out how to do this now <laughs> but it just sort of takes getting, getting past those first few awkward steps I feel yeah. like
3: what I've always found too is, generally speaking, people really like to talk about themselves. Yes. Once, right. once you get them going. Yes. So, like I do, I try to just, I'll just like even the most innocuous question, just like like I think Jenny, right? They met you. Mm-hmm. Oh, how how was your flight? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, let me tell you about my flight. Right, and then <laughs> and then it just it just goes like you guys ask me now, right? How did the how did you get the name the cowboy? I could have said some fucking idiot called me the cowboy and then just stopped <laughs> just it. Right. Sure. But I talked for ten minutes because I wanted to <laughs> tell you more about myself, you know? So I always I always try to like ask open ended questions and just get people talking and and like I said earlier, always ninety nine point nine percent of the time, there's gonna be some common ground there. Uh-huh. And I honestly think that it's a huge like that's a big problem with our with our society today and why we're so polarized on, on a number of different things is because people, people kind of almost refuse to talk to people outside of their, their group or whatever. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I, I just did it the other night. I was at a fantasy football draft and I mean, I got a lot, you know, a lot of my got friends, you know, that I've known forever. Like it's weird with social media, right? I mean, I've known people forever, hung out a million times could have never told you what their political views were. Ever, we never talked. Right. never talked about it ever. And now it's like, oh wow, that's a pretty shitty thing that you that you put up. Well, I was it just dominates
2: my, everything. I was yeah.
3: talking to my buddy about it. Who, I mean, he like puts up stuff that I would not, I, hundred percent disagree with. You know, and I'm I'm like a middle of the road kind of guy, and I'm like, that is that is fucking extreme. I do mm-hmm. not agree with that. I can't support that. But what we were talking. I actually talked to him. They talked to him about mm-hmm. it and said,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I said, I know we don't, you know, we we don't see eye to eye there, but but I mean, really, who cares, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't have to talk about that, right? I mean, if we, if we do, right. we're probably not going to agree. We can agree to disagree, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, are you know, you are are you happy? Are you living a happy life? Are you, you know, do you get up in the morning with a smile on your face? Okay, if, if that's happening and you're putting those memes up, then by all means, man, have at it, whatever, you know? That's that's... well not, we're not here for that long, you know? And it just seems so crazy to me to spend it, to spend it like looking for slights and like arguing and just like all negative, you know, like, like it's just, you just gotta, you gotta try to put that stuff, but people gotta try to put that stuff aside and just live a happy life.
2: That's the one thing I still just can't, comprehend and i I don't think i ever will we've and we've talked about this jenny i know that you've had these same observations of people you know in your real life and interact with on a fairly regular basis are just completely different entities on social media somehow just you will just see like the most repugnant things that are just like casually shared and thrown out there it's just like right. there's shit posts. There's just a stupid shit post to this person, I think, but to anyone who just comes across it in their feed, timeline, whatever, you just look at that and go, Who would who would post something like that? I mean, why would what possesses someone to do that? Why would you think it's okay? And I think to some people they just look at it as oh, it's just a dumb social media thing. And right. Is not It doesn't speak to anything that they actually believe or maybe a, a germ of how they might think, but it's just not who they are. But they still just somehow that becomes like a point of identity. And then you get to talking to him, you're like, this person is really not like this. I don't understand why they want to represent themselves in this way. And I don't think I'll ever... Be able to answer that question
3: <laughs> in some cases and i mean i hate to say it like this um i think there's like a lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. and, may- and maybe like in intelligence in some cases and this yeah. is not a yeah. partisan thing i mean i both both sides right like i think like i think the um you know i think putting up a picture of you know trump with a hitler mustache is like equally as bad as as a lot of as as, as a lot of stuff i see you know in a you know racist way and things like that but i just think i think it's like this is you know like for whatever like for whatever reason we're chosen we're told that we have to pick a side right and everything that everything that everyone reads says you got to pick a side and once Mm -hmm. you pick that side i mean it's like it's just like a race to the fucking bottom of who can be the, big, the, really bigger, the bigger, who can be the bigger scumbag on social media, right? Like, I mean, it's, um, but like I said, I mean, I think it's a lack of self awareness. I, 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 very rarely post anything about that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm more than happy to to converse about it and talk about it, but I don't think that I can capture, you know, my my views in a meme. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah, I, it's like,
2: not you can't just distill a whole like set of beliefs and, and try to have an intelligent conversation on the basis of a meme. Like if I'm going to share something political, it's going to be because, Hey, I saw this and I I agree with it. And this is why, and let's talk about it. Or I thought this was the worst thing I've ever seen. And Mm. these are the reasons why, like I'm not going to just throw it out there and assume that it's, not going to be interacted with that, that I'm not inviting some kind of conversation. Well, like, wow.
1: I mean, it's interesting that we're talking about this today because I never like post anything political, but today I did. And mm. I thought it was fairly uncontroversial, but
3: good luck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't feel like I said anything bad. um, and it's like, I I got sort of um, DM'd about it. And really? I was like, yeah, and it's, I wasn't unwilling to listen to it. It's just like, I felt like it went into a place very quickly that I, I wasn't even trying to speak to. I wasn't trying to speak about anything. I just saw this mm. and felt the need to share it, so but I don't want to see – I don't want to come across as like, oh, she just wants to share this, and then she ain't going to talk about it.
2: <laughs> right.
1: I, <laughs> but I don't super want to talk about it that much either, so yeah. I'm like yeah, – I'm more than willing to listen to what you have to say, but I'm not I, – I, I don't feel the need to defend – Myself about anything, or to actually have a conversation about it all, and that's not a lack of beliefs, or a lack of knowledge, or a lack of anything. It's just a lack of interest in talking about the subject. Um, even though I did post one thing in the fucking twenty-eight years I've been on Facebook mm-hmm. about <laughs> politics, and like it, it wasn't that bad. So, uh, if my little my little toe stepping there went totally. All thrills for me, and it wasn't yeah, that bad, but it just—it
3: was a uh, question. So I think like the major, the major issue is that, like, and this isn't just politics, right? But anything, anything at all, there's really very little that is a hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we live in the gray, right? Everything is is one shade of gray or the other, mm-hmm. but with that. If you're in the gray, you kind of just get attacked by both <laughs> by both sides. So like it's like it's like like for me like I kind of believe what I believe, and you know some of it may be considered one way, and some of it may be considered another. But it's kind of just what I believe, and I think I think it's very difficult to to look at anything. I, I have trouble like with any like if somebody can look at anything and say 100% everything about that is 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 correct. Right? right. <laughs> or or incorrect. And so it's just but that's how that's how that's how it is now. So it's just if, if you put something up that's deemed one way the other side is just gonna it's just gonna beat you up
2: about it and, and you
1: just get the but what but what about but what about you know, a, lot of, what a lot
2: of, of what about and, is. and you
1: could do that for everything for until you're dead like I just and I just don't want to do that so I'm just not gonna do that
2: and it, it's it's sad in a way because I mean to be clear not to get into specifics what what you had shared what what i believe you're alluding to was a mm-hmm. a news story basically right. um an article and you offered your opinion on that briefly not a fucking thesis or anything. it
1: wasn't a missive it no. was just a... <laughs> it
2: was just a couple sentences as i recall kind
1: of vague honestly and i did that on purpose
2: and that's the type of thing i see is just kind of you're just sort of explaining where you stand on something, right? And that's that's different to me than here's a sh- dumb shitpost meme, right? That just right, yes. doesn't mean anything and is either vile or nonsensical or meant to be funny and it's just offensive and it's just, what are you even doing? Like you, it's pretty clear what you were saying <laughs> with mm-hmm. with your post and your message. And it's just sad to me that a person can't do that without feeling like, all right, if I'm gonna do this, I guess I gotta get ready to have a fight now. Because <laughs> <And laughs> that's was, how hey, I mean... think in my head. Just sharing something as sort of innocuous as that and offering an opinion, I'm like, now that I put this out there, um, I guess I've got some time here. Let me wait and have it out with some people because I know I'm about to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and it was very civil, like I said, and I just listened and. Um... You know, it was like, at the end, it was like, good talk, and thank you for listening. So, it, you know, I think it probably went as well as it sh- could have.
2: That's good. Um,
1: But I, it's just the, the act of doing it and then having it, like, put back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like...
2: Having to litigate but, your opinion, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just like, this is why I hesitated in the first place. And I hate it. Like, I hate that feeling of, like... I should be able to do this, and yet I somehow feel that I can't. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. I think so many people feel that way, and politics just makes me so cynical. Like I am, mm-hmm. I have the beliefs that I have, but I've also just lived long enough, I guess, in, in the age that I am, that I'm like. God, it's a minefield, and it is. to to prepare for the worst, sort of, when it comes to a lot of these conversations. And
1: do you feel the need to like want to like disengage from all of it? Like,
2: yes. I mean, I just, have
1: just fucking yeah.
2: just stop. You know, that's why <laughs> well, I don't post face like, on Facebook that, that, anymore. That's
3: about where I'm at. Any, like, I'll go. I'm going to vote, of course, right? Because I uh, that's about the long and the short of it for me. Like, I. Mm-hmm. I, I I, it's just my, and I, I don't know how to say this. I mean, we've lived through a lot of different um, presidential regimes, right? We lived through a lot of different, like one party's in charge of Congress or the other, and day to day, it hasn't been like, it hasn't been enough of a difference for me to spend a hundred hours a week freaking pining over it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's, it yeah, and I just. I don't have the kind of time to do, and that's why I I did disengage from Facebook. I mean, many years ago, I'd still have a Facebook, but I don't think I've posted anything And I mean, it's been years. And it's because if I spend any amount of time even just casually going through here and seeing stuff and or, or just, you know, posting stuff on my own, I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time just arguing. <laughs> and I'm like, you get to a place where are like, do I really want to be arguing on the internet with this person right now? Like, is this, is yeah. this what life and, has come to And there get? are
3: other, and there are other ways. And, and I, and I do this, right? Like I really, you know, I believe in, you know, folks who have been like, you know, disenfranchised over the years. Mm-hmm. Right. And who have not, had the same maybe American dream that others have that mm-hmm. that that stuff needs to even out and I I like in my personal life do things right to <laughs> to further that 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 don't involve me arguing on Facebook right
2: yeah, yeah. you know There's and I mean many many other ways to go
1: and that's what like because I feel kind of guilty for that disengagement because I feel like. Like you said, there are things that do need a lot of this shit needs to be changed, and it's not going to be if people like me just sit here and go, "I'm tired of fucking thinking about this." Um, so then I feel guilty for that too. But then, you know, it's it's both. <laughs> I can't.
2: Mm-hmm. What What do you do? And you, I don't think well, you should have to feel guilty about it. it.
3: What we do is move on from the political talk here soon, I yeah. think, right? Yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, brought... it's
2: it's all by design, I think, this stuff. It, you know, it's it's like, Jenny, you're feeling guilty about sort of just wanting to disengage for your own like own personal well-being, mental health, yeah. whatever. Um, and it's just, I think we see everything, and it's so pushed to the extremes, and you see something – in one direction or another, and it just, and everybody's this way, it just makes your brain light up, right? Yes. Where you're like, oh, yeah, they're really on to something. That's me. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's sort of more on the extreme fringes of <laughs> your beliefs, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or it goes the other direction. You're like, that is the worst and stupidest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Um, I hate everything about this. And it just... Right. I don't know. It just like it. It's just like crack. It's it probably has the same. I don't know what it is like dopamine or whatever sort of response. It probably lights up the same. I don't. Things, I don't right? think it's quite the same. Kind of <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably not. Uh, chemically, Have you ever but... smoked crack, Roger? Hmm. Yeah. Have
4: you ever smoked crack, Roger? <laughs> oh
2: no, no. No. Not even accidentally, like some of our fast guests. <laughs> Accidentally, accidentally.
3: <laughs> yeah, accidentally. I was Oops, say that. Smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. No, so I mean I've done a lot of, but you know I've I've medicated in a lot of ways over the years, mm-hmm. so we can we can kind of leave it at that. <laughs> okay.
2: All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, you're in good company. I think we kind of stay medicated here um, on this show, and <laughs> oh, uh, no option. I, I don't
3: have the uh, no no option for me anymore. Yeah. I, I gotta go. I gotta go through unmedicated, and it's good. It's good.
1: See, I you say that, and I believe you, but I kind of don't believe you. Do you really? Oh,
3: do I you, could talk. We can talk about this. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you ever miss it? Like,
3: sure, sure, yes. So I think at least, at least for me, right? You know, there's there's certainly uh, there's benefits, right? There, mm-hmm. you know, you like we can talk about drinking, right? So, yeah. You drink. The benefit is. You get drunk, you feel good, you feel you feel happy. Maybe maybe whatever was bothering you that day isn't bothering you in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's consequences too. Um, and for me, you know, I I was never like somebody who drank every day. It's just not no, it's not how I was, right? But mm-hmm. I w- I was somebody that if I had one beer, I had 15 beers. Mm-hmm. Every every time. Right. So I'd have I just have no I had no like off switch in the moment. So I was like a, a binger. And right. and I I was like, you guys would have loved getting loaded with me. Really, <laughs> promise. like like right up until you did it. Like that's kind <laughs> of um, so, like, I was fun, fun, like even more outgoing, dancing, fucking karaoke, whatever, you know, um, but. But like when it was time for the for the party to end, like that's like kind of like just when I was getting going. Right. And, okay. you know, being a lot of real bad, you know, and I never got like I was never like sloppy, like where I mm-hmm, would like pass mm-hmm. out or stuff like that. It's like I was like kind of like I am normally, but like just you're really, the fun drunk but like really incapable of a good decision. Like whatever like the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing I could do that is, that is what I would incapable do. So
2: incapable of a
3: good decision. So ultimately for me, right, the consequences far outweigh any benefit that I get. So mm-hmm. so sure, do I miss, do I miss the fun parts of it? Yes. But my life's a lot better. Right, I'm a better, I'm a better friend. I'm a better, um, I'm a better husband, better uncle to Ryder, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because I mean, maybe I don't know if because of my personality that it's helped me. You know, I mean, I, I kind of started like, and it's been a long time. Like, I started trying to not drink in like 2004. <laughs> so, like that oh, was the first yeah. time, that was the first time that I looked and said, you know, this maybe isn't great for me, and I certainly have you know, have not continuously gone since 2004, but like I had family members and stuff try to help me. So I got used to it. the very least being around like and out of out of even when I was maybe drinking, um, like if I was around them, I wouldn't. So like all fa- like I haven't drank at a family function in, in that in that amount of time in 16 years. Um, so I kind of got used to not being so I got, got used to having everybody else drink around me and not drinking. And it's just a mindset. I don't let it bother me. I I generally will drive everywhere and offer to drive everybody Mm -hmm. so that um, that's a, that's a good, you know, that's a good way for me to, you know, ensure that I'm, that I'm not going to drink. And then, I mean, you know, when I, at first with the friends and stuff, it's tough, but I mean, it's been a long time now. And I mean, all my friends, everybody, everybody accepts it. Most of them have been around me enough to know like, it's not a good idea to encourage me.
2: <laughs> also not a good idea to ride you about it. If uh, you're a a like, and they, <laughs> Oh
3: yeah. And, and they don't, and they don't. I mean, everybody in my life is,
2: you know, I mean,
3: it's it's like second nature at this point. Like it would, it would raise eyebrows if I, if I did crack a beer and I can tell you that, I mean, it was tough. It's not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, but the, on the other side of it, I think it's been very, very rewarding for me in that I think a secondary – like I always kind of told myself, oh, I'm just doing this to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to have fun, and this is how I have fun. But really what I what I was doing, and I know this, um, was I was taking all the stuff that I didn't want to face, right? All the stuff that – and I think we all have this, right? We have stuff that we don't want to deal with. We have stuff that bothers us. We have things that happen during the day and then bigger stuff, even stuff from the past and things like that. Right. That, that we, and all of that, instead of fucking dealing with that, I would just, I would just drink and forget it, drink and forget, drink and forget it, drink and forget it. And by not drinking, it has forced me because I have no other choice. It has forced me to come at all that stuff head on and, make, like, I've made peace with things that I never thought, like, I, I walked around with stuff from when I was a kid, you know, like that shit that well, everybody I think has shitty stuff happened to them when they're a kid, right? That, like, I blamed fucking every problem in my life on these things, like, and I thought, I didn't think it was possible to make peace with that, and I've made, I've, you know, i looked it in the face, because I had to, and I didn't have anything to numb it, and said, you know what? you got two choices, right? You could either, you could either use this as a crutch and blame your shitty life on somebody else. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. and and who gets hurt by that? That's just me. Or you just got to forgive and you just got to, you just got to move past it. And I did. And so I've done that with a lot of stuff, um, a lot of bad stuff that I did. I've made peace with and said, you know, all you can do is be better going forward. And now like whatever comes my way, I'm ready for and like in pressure situations and tough situations, I'm generally pretty level-headed and, you know, I'm not worried. I, I don't think there's anything with very few exceptions that I look at and say, I don't think I could get through this because I know I can, because I have. Does so that make sense? That's well, amazing.
2: Track record of getting through things by definition of the fact that you are still alive. Yeah. hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did
1: you did you use like a a program or anything or cold turkey or um, yeah, okay. I mean,
2: professional I, I, assistance?
3: Uh, all of the above, all um, of that. Yeah, so I did I did um, professional stuff um, a few times. Um, did the program a lot. I mean, I met some of my best friends there. Um, they haven't done that so much since I moved back here about eight mm-hmm. years ago, and then you know there there is an element of you know I mean from doing those things. I mean, those things like professional stuff and a program, they're all very educational in nature, right? Uh-huh. So you can pick up kind of tools that you can use, like, like those things kind of taught me what was going on. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, it's tough when you don't know what's going on. Said, so uh-huh. okay, this is, this is what's going on and it happens to a lot of people. And it's, a, it's just kind of, you know, some people, it just, it just is what it is. Right. And, um, So even though like in this, I would never tell someone to stop, to stop going to like their meetings and things like that. Mm -hmm. I did. I did. And I've been successful anyway. And I mean, I know a lot of people who, who stop and and are not successful. So it's it's just me and it's just what I've done. So now I don't, I don't do anything except, you know, just kind of live my life. I'm not, I'm not actively working anything at this time.
2: I think it's also important to consider that it's not like a one size fits all type of solution to, you know, alcoholism, whatever you want to call it as a problem. As you said, you're not drinking every single day. You're more of like the social party drinker, but the consequences of of that were no less severe, right? So it's sort of like someone who is. In some
3: ways, it's more severe.
2: In some ways, more severe. Yeah. A lot of
3: people who. If you're just an everyday like they, it would be mm-hmm. like a uh, functional alcoholic, the fun, yeah, the, the right? Where, where we're, alcoholic. we're aware of that. You, <laughs> have eight, you have seven or eight yeah. drinks. People have seven or eight <laughs> drinks every day, and you know they can go to work and all that stuff, and nothing's <laughs> terrible. Right? Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. But you know, and it's different, you know the 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 literal everyday drinker who, you know, maybe has more of like a physical dependency. They still have the the mental. Dependency as well but yeah. they are able to um capable of making a good decision <laughs> now and again <laughs> and as you said you you were not um <laughs> when you were intoxicated so it's sort of like you can't treat those the same way right um so yeah. what, what's going to work really well for you is maybe not going to work so well for for the everyday sort of drinker what works for that everyday drinker is not going to work great for you and, um, God, it, it's, it feels like such a tricky thing, um, especially alcohol con- compared to other maybe substances. Um, you know, you think about like hard drugs, um, I mean, don't really hear of like functional heroin abusers. Like, I mean, I guess
3: <laughs> that, that definitely, c- exists.
2: Can be yeah, out definitely there. exists. That's
3: very, very, very much so. Wow. Um, it's the other stuff, like the, the that's less functional, like mm-hmm. some of the more the more like uh, speedy things, like that keep mm-hmm. you up for three days, like it's yeah. tough, to be, tough to be functional, like yeah, that. Math users, um, opiates, I mean, um, are very similar to yeah. alcohol in a lot of ways, in that it's a physical thing, and people people are doing it for fun at first, and then they're doing it so they don't get sick. You know, right. it's a it's a real yeah. sad thing. Um, you know, I've experienced kind of a you know, not, anyway, it's not like I just drank my whole life. We'll just say that. Right, and um, yeah. so, yeah. And I think you're right, Tim. I mean, it's, it's just an individual thing. Like it's a personal thing for people and it's a, it's a tough thing. Like a lot of people can't, it's you never know who's going to make it and who isn't. And it's just, but like ultimately like, like they, they, it's like a, you know, it, like it hit me in the head. I remember the moment that it hit me in the head in 2004. I very clearly remember the moment that I said, this is a problem for me. And once you say that, it, take, it it's not fun anymore. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. like really, because I mean, I, I every time like once you once you can really say that once for someone like at least for me, once I once I said, once I admitted to myself that I wasn't just having fun and do what I wanted to do, yada, yada, that this was, that this was becoming an issue. Every time I did anything after that, I just felt fucking guilty. Like, I mean, wow. just ho- horrendously guilty because it's like, Oh, well, people are trying to help you or, you know, you know, I know that this is bad for me. I know I, I said, it's a problem and I'm going to do it anyway. And it's just like, so a lot of times like people get wrapped up in that guilt and then they're then they're medicating that guilt and it's just right. like it's like it's a it's a tough, tough thing. And I mean for, for me what what worked is just time. Like just the longer you can go, the more normal it becomes to not be doing that. And and now it's like I can't even I can't even picture myself doing it. You know, like I'm not just it's just not. It's just not a thing for me anymore, and right. I am. It, 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 it's fine, and I'm, I'm. It doesn't. Doesn't bother me. So there are certain things like, like that. Like, it's obviously like if you just go to a bar, where there's nothing else going on, like it's not really as much fun. <laughs> right. Sure. Not drinking. So that's why, like we talked about, Shetty, I like to go places where there may be other forms of entertainment. Yes. That, you know, like like hey, we're drinking, but. Maybe there's somebody dancing over there. Hey, maybe there's a uh, maybe. Maybe I could get a hand of blackjack dealt to me. I was gonna
1: ask. I was gonna ask if any of your other vices, you know, were do you deal with them in the same way? Do you have any other vices, or have you kicked some some other things?
3: Smoking. I mean, I quit smoking. smoking. I smoked for a long time and quit smoking. Um, But like, so I do. I gamble. I like to gamble. Mm -hmm. And I like, like we talked about. I mean, I, this is not now that I'm older. I don't go as much anymore. But I used to kind of like to frequent uh, different establishments for people who are over 21. <laughs> and, um, okay. And, you know, and I mean, like I mean, I very rarely do that now. But it's just sometimes, it's, but none of that ever. I, I have an addictive personality, so I do get like really into, get really really into things. And I mean, it's been a, like a little tricky at times for me with gambling. But like, if I'm not like, not ever ever to the point where I said this is negatively impacting my life. Like I, right. You know, like whatever. Like I'll go.
1: You're not spending your whole paycheck. When Definitely you're... no, no. And
3: I mean, it, and like I'll be sometimes like. It's happened before. I'll go and I'll say, you know, hey, I was going to spend 200 and I spent 500 or whatever. And Gosh. I'm like, you know, on the way home, like, oh, that was a pretty stupid thing to do. But it, it but it ends right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's done.
2: It's like, cost. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So, like, it's just for me, just the substances were the were the things that were like real, real, you know, that like like I said, where the consequences outweighed any benefit.
2: And it sounds like you've reconfigured your life in such a way. You mentioned it's just the longer you go, the more normal it feels not to be doing these things. And it just seems like your life now is such that it just doesn't really fit in anymore. Um, So you kind of don't have the constant, um, hey, I'm going to be doing this, therefore... I'm going to want to drink, or this is going on, I'm going to be at a bar, I'm going to want to drink. Like, it's it's just not around it. Is that something uh, that's helpful? So
3: I would, again, for for, for anyone listening who may be (laughs) going through something similar, this is not probably the greatest way to do it. But for me, personally, I didn't change a whole lot. Because I I would never... the, The one thing I didn't ever want was for me to feel like I was missing out on shit because, because of my, you know, my, my disease. Mm -hmm. Right. So it would have never worked for me if I had to basically remove myself from my life. So Mm -hmm. I do, I do today, like all I I do what I want to do. And sometimes like, I mean, I hang out with my friends and if everybody's going to a bar, I go. And Mm -hmm. if everybody is, come into my house I will buy beer for people yeah. and if, and that's just how it is for me and I couldn't do that for a while because of the temptation like it would be really difficult for you know the first few months or whatever but once it's but once once you, once I got past that like I, it was really important to me that my life that my that I still was able to do all the stuff I like to do despite despite this limitation
2: okay it's a matter of getting over the hump it sounds like um, yeah. For you, anyway. Uh, you know what it
1: reminds me of? And not, I mean, this is awful, but, like, what's that? <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently about potty training. And, like, Ethan was so fucking bad at potty <laughs> training. And everybody told me that little boys, they just decide when they decide. And then that's it. There's, like, literally nothing you can kind of really do. Although they tell you 50,000 things to do to like potty train your child, but really it's their decision at the end. And then once they make that decision, then they're just going to potty and be normal for the most part. So it's like something switches in their brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're just capable of it when the day before they were pooping in their pants. <laughs> so I just really feel like that's an apt
3: description. Yeah, I mean, and there's just a lot of, like, like I mean, I don't want to, like, I had to do a lot of work, to like, yeah. I mean, to... As far as, like, making the decision, you
1: know what I mean? Right, like...
3: yes, yes. Like, something, at, like, and it is true, something just clicks at one point. And it's like that with a lot of things, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you don't get it, and then, boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got it, I got it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's like... You know, and I'm ha- I'm happy to talk about it. It's just like I'm I'm happy that for a long time I really let that like that defined me, right? Like I defined myself as oh I'm, I'm Roger in recovery, Roger or Roger the guy who used to drink too much. And mm-hmm. over the last few years, like I'm I'm happy that I don't that does in my mind at least I don't let that define me anymore. That that's just a part of who I am. Yeah, hmm. I
1: think that's important too. Yeah, I mean, you okay. don't want to be just like that guy like your whole life, you know? Correct. You got to move and, on from it.
3: Yeah, and you got to like forgive yourself. I had to forgive myself right. too. Like, you know what? Everybody fucks up, <laughs> and all that. All that you can do is just kind of move forward and do the the best. Be, do the best I can today to just be a good dude, and that's it. That's all you can do. All I can do.
1: Well, what if you just wake up and say, I- "I'm just going to continue be a trash person um, for the rest of the day"?
3: Well, that's a decision. Too. That's and a decision. Also, should... <laughs> <laughs> we all have a choice every every day, right? Like, I mean, I, I like <laughs> free will. So, <laughs> I want to. If I admit, I, I might wake up tomorrow and say, "I want to
2: go rob the convenience store."
3: No? Yes,
2: you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's maybe a little bit more. Um... Implicit than <laughs> the decision of I'm going to not do this thing anymore. uh yeah. but um certainly there's <laughs> there's a there's an element of choice in there. <laughs> the drinks don't uh, pour themselves.
3: Yeah, I now some
2: people I'm... do pour them for you on occasion. That's just <laughs> enabling, but. Um, until you tell me not
3: to, Tim, when I meet you, the first thing I'm doing is
2: pouring you a drink. <laughs> all right. You can enable me all day. Uh, now, was your um, move out to Arizona kind of part of this? Um, eh, you, you mentioned trying to change some things up and having the opportunity. Like, Was that intertwined in, into any of this at all?
3: Yeah. I mean, yes. Like, that's a pretty common thing we call it a geographical. So, I mean, I wanted to go there anyway, but that was definitely a secondary reason was like, hey, it'll be easier for me to, you know, yeah. stay out, stay out of old, old places if I'm fucking 42 hours away by car, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I moved for work at the time, so it was like I had an opportunity um, to take a job there and decided i would do it and that was one of the uh one of the other benefits in my mind was that it would um it would help me with this this struggle i was going through at the time
2: okay change the scenery um makes a lot of sense but i brought like my best friend with me
3: like it was uh, like I, oh I, I wow was,
2: okay
3: like a guy that i partied like the most with and i said oh you should come too <laughs>
2: Interesting. And so... then
3: two more guys from New England moved out there and lived with me. Oh, so I like it was like mission not accomplished. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say
2: a little bit self sabotaging in a way.
3: <laughs> so, so that was like, hey, we'll all do better together. That was that was where my
2: head was at. Oh, okay. Okay. Which was I
3: mean, you know, I was twenty twenty three or twenty four. I was a fucking yeah. moron. I didn't know anything about it.
2: Yeah, I, I guess you play, to... play
3: it out exactly as you would think it would <laughs> to, to, to the letter.
2: Jeez. Um, okay, so on a, I don't know if this is going to be a lighter topic or not. Um, <laughs> I was told to ask about ICP. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love ICP. You love so, ICP, okay. Oh, I'm um, a juggalo. To be I am clear, a, yeah, we're talking a, the insane clown posse. I have an ICP
3: tattoo on my left arm. There no, yes. you go. sure does. Yes. Absolutely. No. Now, I have the hatchet, man. You should look it up because it's awesome. It's the like, uh, shit. Yeah, no, so when I, I went, after I graduated high school, so I graduated high school in 1997, I went to college for one year. Awful decision. I was like one of those people, like totally not ready for it. But I made a really good friend there, and this guy was super into ICP, and he introduced he introduced me to ICP. So this was like 1999, 1998, 1999, which was like really at the height of ICP's powers. And um, I went, you know, so we went to an ICP concert in Providence at this little 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 place called uh, Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. And I don't know, what do you guys know about ICP concerts? Anything?
2: Uh, Okay. Um, So I I know that there's like the whole juggalo culture thing, right? Which I don't know that much about other than it exists. Um, I know that, okay. And is it Fago? Yes. Okay. So that's the soda. That is a big fixture of their shows, I guess, for some reason. And I almost said Fanta, and I was like, "Is it Fago or Fanta?" So it went with my it's instinct, Vago.
3: it's Fago. Fanta's a much more high-quality soda. They're they're
2: yeah. But yeah, so I followed so, my instinct there. But that's—I mean—that's really it as far as—and yeah. I'm, you know, sure they're very lively, very animated. But those are the only specifics I can really.
3: You're on the say. right track, Tim. So. I'll t- talk to you about 1998, Raj. That went to, <laughs> that went to uh, the ICP show. So I don't know if it was like this. You guys, I think, are a sim- similar age to me, at least close. So like where I was at, like we in my little town out in Massachusetts, like we were all about like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and like Compton and sure. so. I think 9899 was probably more like the you know like genuine <laughs> even though I got my own TV you know like yes. like that right so so G-Y. I dressed a certain way right to uh-huh. represent uh-huh. so my buddy picks me up for the ICP show and it's his first one too we he's, he's just listened to him, like loves their music and I got the I got the white Nike like uh you know, like beret backwards. right? Oh no! <laughs> I, yes. got the, I got the white. I got the white Nike hoodie. I got the I got the black Nike wind pants with, oh, the, with the white with the white stripe, and then I have the white Nike shoes on because if it's not all Nike, what you are would we say doing? That you, no, you, you, you would say no. You would say you were perpetrating. So. <laughs> So, for oh. example, the guy—the guy who's not leaving with the chick at the club—is the guy who wears the Adidas hat with the Nike shirt. You just
4: don't Ooh. fucking do it, all right? Yep. All
3: right. So, that's that. That's how I'm going to the ICP concert. I chose white to be my, my <laughs> color of choice. Yep. We get there outside the club. There's like fucking 300 people, all of them dressed up like clowns. Right? Oh like, my God. Get, get face paint. And they're chant, and so some of the chants are, "Who's going chicken hunting? We's going chicken hunting." All right, so that's one. Fago uh, family, families. That's another one. So it's like I'm like you know I'm like what the fuck is going on here, right? So we go we go in the club, and Tim, when you say they they have Fago, mm-hmm. they went through. I would say at least 500 two liter bottles of Fago oh, during shit. the show. Oh, God. You're not drinking it, Tim. They're, yeah. ju- they're dumping it on the fucking crowd.
2: So Good Lord. I'm,
3: I'm in my white, all my white stuff. I'm in their little mosh pit. I'm crowd surfing. I'm having the time of my life. I leave this place. I look like a goddamn Skittle, like a rainbow <laughs> Skittle. <laughs> Everything's destroyed. But. I was so hooked. I had the time of my oh. life at this concert. So even and though your, remember... your
2: fly outfit got ruined, you were still, like, into it.
3: It's all good. And I remember, so I used to go to, like, it was, so it had been kind of, like, eclectic music taste. I like a lot of different stuff. So I had a another part of my friend group that, when well, you know, I would like, the Dr. J Snoop Dogg part of my friend group, and then I had the other one that was, like, fucking Pantera and Biohazard and, like, bands <laughs> like that. So I used to go to this place a lot. And like, you know, go to those cardcore shows. And what I remember about my first ICP show is I was crowd surfing and some fucking piece of shit grabbed me while I was crowd surfing and like threw me on the ground. And like the way the ICP show is like the and it was like a little club. The whole place is like this, you know, just this mass of humanity kind of moving back and forth. So I'm like on my back, like and I'm like worried I'm gonna get fucking trampled to death. Like it's like a it's like that kind of that kind of vibe. Uh-huh. And some dude with face paint on, dressed up like a fucking clown, throws his hand down, picks me up, says, "I got you, brother. We're family here." And I, like, these guys are fucking awesome. This band is awesome, and I'm in for life. So I saw them like six or seven more times. The last time I saw him, I saw him was in Arizona, right before I moved back here. Um, like so, like 2011 there was a wrestling ring set up at this one which was new at oh that God. time which I thought Ooh. was pretty cool was it juggalo and... championship wrestling yeah and like that <laughs> that juggalo crew takes takes like like an inordinate amount of shit it, that is they they are they are the nicest people i've ever met
2: in that's my life that's kind of been my impression to be honest the with most you. accepting
3: like... and nicest people yeah. i've ever I mean, crazy as hell and just doing all sorts of crazy shit. And it's only but... been in
2: recent years that I that I sort of came around on it, but it just seemed like, I don't know, like they just seemed like <laughs> they were getting better press maybe or the world just sort of turned in a way that was like, you know how we sort of did that turn on Guy Fieri? Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say it like that. Where everybody yeah, thought like did. he was just this douchebag and everybody made fun of him for so long and then... All of a sudden, everybody kind of went, wait, why are we so mean to Gaffier? <laughs> it was like he's a go. solid dude. dude. We just had in to get context. over his
1: hair. And yeah, so we did okay.
2: this. We did a, a, a reclamation for him, and I think we did the same thing for Juggalos, who never deserved it in the first Neither of them yeah. ever deserved it in the first And first. so my tattoo, you know, like a lot of people –
3: but would say, I got this tattoo a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. I got this tattoo when I was 33 years old, and I'm damn <laughs> proud of it. Oh, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> so, you, so you are a, a, self-identifying as a juggalo. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. I, I, I would I like self-identify it. That's what I, that's you know, what I'm like I really more, hoped. I'm on like the more clean-cut side of the Chuggalo spectrum. Oh, I was going to
1: say, it was the last right. thing I ever expected to hear. <laughs> from
2: but it's the what brother. I wanted to hear. Like <laughs>
1: Exactly. When, when
2: I was told to ask about ICP, I was like, eh, maybe a wild story about a concert he went to. But I, I wanted, at the end of the day, to hear that you were like a card-carrying I didn't think it would happen, but that—that that was my hope that you would. No, I, it is
3: still on my
2: bucket list
3: to go to the gathering of the clothes whenever COVID ends. Oh man! <laughs> so, I've, if I've you guys, if you guys would like to come with me? Yes, I will. I will. With I will. The bill. Me? It looks
2: fun <laughs> as, well, as fuck. I'm not gonna me. lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if people invite us places, we just say yes, isn't that right, Tim?
2: Uh, yeah, but well, I am gonna say my policy is <laughs> say no to everything, <laughs> which. It's a unique strategy as well,
3: yeah. Him, you gotta say yes yeah. to one thing, you gotta do that for me, and I think you'll like the results. Well, it doesn't have to be the gathering of the jungle, it's just something, anything that you normally say no probably to. Probably more <laughs>
2: likely than other things, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> probably more likely than a wrestling show.
3: Similar crew, honestly, you know, yeah. we're not, we're yeah. splitting hairs saying there's a big difference there, we'll just say that. The
2: uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm really happy after here's that. Here's the thing.
2: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't describe most wrestling fan, like at a wrestling show, right? I wouldn't describe that atmosphere as the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> right? Whereas Well I as, guess it just
1: depends on who you're with. Uh, so I here here's I've never had
2: mind. bad experiences, but I've definitely had some like I'm little probably, bit sketch experiences.
3: I'm probably like the least qualified person. That we know collectively to talk about wrestling because I like don't hardly I'm not I to differ, sir. <laughs> I'm not super duper into it, but I do They're go. Like I awful. have been to a lot of shows, and I think you have two kinds of wrestling fans, right? Yeah. There's like the taking it a little too seriously, mm-hmm. wrestling fan. Certainly. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Certainly.
3: Pissing it pissing and moaning, not just accepting it for what it is. That element. You don't get that out of it at an ICP concert. Everybody That's what I that mean. Are, yeah, just, they're, they're 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 just there. Like ICP could go up there, Violet J could drop his pants, take a shit on the stage, and walk off, and everybody would just go crazy, and everybody <laughs> would. Run. So, so the, like, but then there's there are wrestling fans who are, and a lot, a lot of them I think who are who really enjoy the chanting and really enjoy the camaraderie with the other mm-hmm. wrestling fans. And, you know, they don't get all bent out of shape about stupid shit that is, you know, scripted anyway, stuff like that, you know? And like, I think it, so you get more of that at the ICP show and less of
2: the, less of the,
3: I get, I don't know if that's like, what, what do they say? No, Smark? Uh-huh, Smark? Wrestling fan? Uh-huh. Is that the word?
2: There's definitely a lot of divisions within <laughs> like wrestling fandom.
3: Yeah. Whereas ICP, an ICP show, it's really, we're all kind of rowing in the same direction, if that makes mm. any sense. <laughs> I
2: like it. I like the contrast. You're all
1: fucking freaks. Is that what you're
2: trying to I say, I like the Roger?
3: contrast, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm really happy you asked about ICP. I'm a big music guy. And they're like, you know, they hold a special place in my heart.
1: Well, you can sing, too. I don't know if anybody oh. else knows this about Roger. But
3: enough. I think
1: you sing very well.
3: Uh oh, I don't know about that. Untrained, I think I maybe mimic. Okay, but <laughs> thank you for thank you for saying that, Jenny. One of these times sure. I'll, I'll get up and do karaoke. I know I why. know we
1: gotta do I disappointed that. Disappointed
3: you, so Tim. Yes. Jenny, toughest thing, 100%, right? You asked me like like about sobriety, like what's the maybe what's the most difficult thing? Fucking karaoke. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you, I did... Back in the good old days, this was at a above my former employer. I mean, when I was this like year 2000, we were at like this like you know kind of everybody went out after work thing, and I got up there and sang "Bump and Grind." Oh shit. (laughs) My mind's telling me no. <laughs> you know that one? And uh, really laid into it. Really laid into Did it. Did
1: you do the bump and grind motion too? Oh a
3: hundred percent. And like like sent it in the direction of fall. Like it was like real. like, like and I and I mean I got it, I mean, people liked it. It was like uh, you know,
4: this guy'll
3: this guy, this guy <laughs> do anything. So but now like like we're hanging out and there's just like ten of us there and I like turtled up. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't sing. I yeah. sort of I sort of blame the rendition of Creep that was done uh, after, because <laughs> I don't heard think a legend I could about ev- that. I don't think I could ever top that. But yeah, next time, Jenny, you got my word. I'm getting Okay, it. I believe
2: you. Yeah, I mean, I can barely barely bring myself to do karaoke when I am <laughs> shattered dr- drunk. So, um
1: Oh, that's one is the most fun for me. So,
2: sober would be not happen. I no, feel like.
3: uh, and I mean, like I, I like seek it out, Tim. When I was drunk,
4: uh-huh. I was
3: like, I was like, I got to get up there. I got to get up there. Mm-hmm. I got. Yep. I did this thing that I got thrown out of the place. I was uh, <laughs> nothing but a G thing. I did oh nothing. Oh And they like, and they, they kept giving me shit because they, they they were putting up the edited version on the on the screen, but I just sang oh. the real
4: version. Oh, but like one
3: okay. time, kid. And I gave a you know, I gave a big fuck you, whatever. <laughs> 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 like that's it. So, I mean, physically, physically removed from that You're giant, from that giant <laughs> restaurant.
1: Well, like, all right, Richmond, let's go.
2: Yeah, that's a different story. Is that right, That's a different story. <laughs> that wasn't a karaoke story.
1: <laughs> it was a strip club story, I think.
2: No, yeah, well, not a strip club. That was, I guess I have to tell the story now. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that, Richmond? Richmond, quick. Richard. Yeah, you well, live near there. Okay. I, live in, I live in Richmond, basically. Um, I mean, I'm in a suburb, but it's you know 20 miles away. I remember driving
3: through there and not being able to get a hold of you, too.
2: Yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> missed connections. We'll, <laughs> we'll put it on. We
3: had Bojangles. Bojangles was fantastic.
2: Oh, okay. experience some Bojangles. All right. um, yeah, we didn't have Bojangles for... A little bit here and we got it a few years back it was like now it's bow time um
3: now, now it's like and then the like the the heart attack rate in the city went up by seven percent overnight
2: probably yeah <laughs> the, the the story was i was in uh baltimore for a friend's birthday this was almost 10 years ago and they have this uh sort of group of restaurants and bars and clubs and just entertainment venues. They're all branded. It's a big nightlife center. This is in like the, if you've been to Baltimore, like the Inner Harbor area, right? Yep. It's called the Power Plant Live. Um, it was just like, let's check out this thing, Power Plant Live, go to all these different places. It's just bar hop, basically. And it was just like not even well, it had to I guess it had to have been the last place we were that night because what happened, what had happened was, uh, famous last words, we were all feeling pretty good and uh, had a few drinks in us once we had gotten there. And I was like actually outside. There's like an indoor and outdoor bar. And I was outside just chatting with people, being more social than I normally am steady drinking having a good time telling people oh here from out of town from richmond here with my friend it's her birthday she is inside and they have this big stage where all these girls are up there they have cages and poles so these are not professionals mind you this is not a strip club i probably should have Mentioned that to you when I first told the story, Jen. So it's
3: just just like the clientele can go up there?
2: Yeah, clientele.
3: People who are are hanging at the club? That's dangerous.
2: And it's basically only hot girls, right? Mm. I mean, they can't enforce it, but that's sort of how it works. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. No
1: uggos. Hot girls. You know
2: how these places are. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, my friend found herself up there, and I mean there are places in Richmond we would go that would have like girls dancing in cages and she would inevitably find herself in there. So she's like no stranger to this. Right. And so she's like kind of putting on a show and people are getting into it. Mind you, she has a lot of company as well. And, uh, it's getting to be like, we're meeting up with somebody later. I don't remember the circumstances exactly, but it's like, all right, let's get out of here. I go inside to find her, and I'm having to shout, hey, hey, it's whatever time, we we need to go, and I reach up to help her down from the stage, and I guess all of this looked really aggressive to uh, the bouncers there, I I don't know why, I mean, I'm quite a large person, she is tiny, Um, I mean, you'll probably see her if you stalk my facebook photos from 10 Mm -hmm. years ago were in a lot so there's a big size disparity but you know i was just getting her attention helping her down and i guess they thought i was i don't know what they thought and uh this enormous um african-american gentleman uh just grabs me from behind goes leave those girls alone
0: oh my god
2: and i said whoa whoa it's my friend i'm just and uh, I kind of ignored him, which I shouldn't have done. But I was, you know, I was drunk and kind of feeling myself. And Once again, it <laughs> was like helping her down. And he goes, once again, leave those girls alone. And she's like, hey, hey, um, he's with me. But it's so loud in there, you can't hear anything. So we're just having to shout. And at that point, I think I got mouthy, which, again, I shouldn't have done. And just, again, let loose with, like, the fuck you, probably. <laughs> and he goes, you're out of here, Richmond!
3: <laughs>
2: and that's what, uh, you know, that's what the most hurtful part of this.
3: Why do call you was. Richmond?
2: Because he actually knew. It, he actually knew I was from Richmond because I had chatted with enough people in there, um, apparently, that I guess I'd... I mean, I guess we'd had a conversation prior to this, and I'm like, how could he, like, after we talked, you know, think that I'm just some asshole who's harassing girls on the stage, like, random girls on the stage? I I mean, he probably didn't know that we were there together, but Mm it was just, it was a big misunderstanding is what it was. And... My guess
3: is, Tim, My guess is, especially after you built up some goodwill, that you probably really earned
2: getting kicked out.
3: Um, it's the <laughs> the fuck you might have been. Yeah, more I than do one. think fuck I you, probably
2: Tim. said something aggressive <laughs> in his direction after that. Uh, but it was kind of like a hey, fuck you. Like this is my fuck friend. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. Like this is my friend. Leave us alone, kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, so that was the one time I got thrown out of a bar. And I don't think I deserved it. There had been times I definitely deserved it more so than that. And to add insult to injury, they still had our credit cards, which we didn't realize until the next morning. Because we never, you know, we never got to close our tabs out or anything. They just kicked us to the curb. We had to do the walk of shame back there to (laughs) basically pay and get... Sorry. Attack. So Tim, yep.
3: th- the way you tell that story, it's a little similar in that I think like like it's kind of similar to my cowboy story. With that could be your nickname. Now you, know, you just got called it
2: once. I did just right? get called it once. Yeah.
3: Kind yeah. of a throwaway line, and you could. Can, should we just call you Richmond going forward? Well,
1: I'm in for this.
3: Yes. <laughs> call me whatever you want, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: call your dad richmond senior
3: <laughs> that's a good story tim <sighs> have
1: it's... you ever got thrown out of the bar roger
3: me yes yeah. yes <laughs> yeah, maybe. yep, more than once <laughs>
2: <laughs> i got thrown fun. out of
3: i i the worst i get i get thrown out, i get thrown out of a bar while i was there with my mother once which oh, was, uh, shit. <laughs> oh wow that was that was ugly that was ugly. Um,
2: Did she get thrown out too, or was it just sort of a <laughs> vicariously thrown out? Because yeah, well, she had driven.
3: Yeah. So once, she had to. Once I got thrown out, I I guess I, 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 I bear I was I was pretty loaded. I was like a long time ago, but I I said something to somebody in the bathroom, like negative <laughs> something negative to him, mm-hmm. and it ended up being like the guy who owned the place.
0: Oh shit! He,
3: he was like like he was like going to the bathroom, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Why do you put that Fuck you! Why you, you put that tiny thing away? Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever I said, something along those lines. Put that tiny put yeah, small dick. But then my mom, my mom, we were we left, we got thrown out, which is just very embarrassing. But then me and her got into like an argument on the way home because I, in my wisdom at the time, felt like. Felt like I hadn't done anything wrong, and I was being attacked.
2: Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> okay. that's the worst when you, like, so are this I, I made asshole. her,
3: I made her drop me off on the side of the road at, like, one thirty in the morning. Oh, man. Walked two miles to my friend's house. But that was Jeez. a good one. Um, but yes, yes. Back in, I, you know, like, you know, when you go out a lot. I used to do, I was big into, like, techno for a while, too. Like, in the... Oh late 90s i I still like the music a lot Mm -hmm. uh, so i used to go to a lot of raves (laughs) and stuff and um rave roger yeah no and you end out like you're at those things you end out like you know making a weekend of it kind of without Mm. ever really passing out
2: secret raves
3: uh, yeah
2: in the forest
3: (laughs) forest oh no those weren't secret like we had like this like we would know the schedule. So back then, I don't know don't. if they still do this, but it would be like we'd go to like one club until two in the morning, and then there was another one that opened at like two thirty that went to like eight in the morning, yeah, and then the after hours, and another one that was mm-hmm. like eight thirty to five, and so we just kind of do that, and you know that would always lend itself to you know you you throw the lack of sleep
2: in, mm-hmm. the drinks and whatever the, else. So. Yes, the lack of sleep and the addition of stimulants, perhaps. <laughs>
3: I used to put on a great glow stick show, though. Oh, like I could, I could do that for you. I want to. <laughs> yes.
2: I, I was gonna say, I hope you still they call can. Call like,
3: it the liquid thing. I think I still got it to a point. You know, probably not quite to the to, to where I was twenty I years. It'll
1: come ago. right back to you, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, oh. but yeah, so that was kind of like I did a lot of that,
2: and um, I knew some. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I knew some people who were into that, and it was sort of a. I feel like that scene like peaked right before I would have been old enough to really participate. You know, it was it was like mm-hmm. just a few years ahead. How old are you? I'm well in 2 days I'm 37, so I'm basically yeah, 37. Yeah, you're right.
3: Cuz it was like it was like the real peak was like 99 2000 yep. into 2001. I've got these pictures somewhere. I went to the <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, w- I went to this place in Boston that's no longer there. We did it for New Year's, I think, 2002. Mm-hmm. And there was this, I got, I, I ended out on this stage with like this chick and this girl was wearing, she had like a 2002 thing on. And then she had like these 25 foot angel wings. On. Oh my <laughs> God. And it's just like, it was just like such an iconic picture. I actually had it hanging up in my house for a long time
2: and um, but that's gone now. That sounds amazing. Yeah,
3: it does. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a really fun, fun scene, but it was, again, like, like I mean, yeah, you needed to really be the Energizer Bunny, like, you needed to uh. be, um, like, because <laughs> it was like, you dance, and then it's just like, the party just never stops, and, you know, you're like, meeting, you get... meeting, and going out with all these random people that you see get, you got all sorts of crazy stuff happening, you know? Did you go to
2: a lot of raves, Jenny?
1: No, we were, you know, I'm from Alabama,
2: so, uh... <laughs> I love how you say of, that, like, it's an answer to anything, like...
1: I feel like it is. I feel like that
2: explains a lot, and... Cause, I mean, I mean was, it's unfortunate that it does, but it's just You have, you.
1: like, what the country kids think a rave is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, but most of our partying was, like, in fucking fields, and... <laughs> you know people's houses when their parents weren't home but th- i mean we were younger too and and mm. that sort of in the in Roger's time frame there we were younger you so. would
2: have been y- yeah a little bit yeah um, so that was you're...
3: before the big meth explosion out there yeah right oh, so that's, that's good
1: and you know i've only i i never did any of the club drugs you know or whatever so cuz i've only ever smoked weed so um I'd never, you know, with weed, you're not going to go fucking party for three
3: days. I mean, no. you're just
0: going to go no. and eat cookies
3: and go to yeah, sleep. Yeah, you do, like, like, Red Bull. Yeah. That'll keep you up. Four Lo- remember the Four loco stuff? Four Logos, when, the, when yes. it When it's still, uh, that stuff oh, was man.
2: nuts. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Um, Juice. Remember Juice? Yeah. Juice. Oh, my God. Yep. Mm. I had
3: a buddy who, like, when they, you remember when they, when they, the, like the the government came in and said Four loco had to change their ingredients yes. because cause yes. it was like because it was like my buddy like went out and like bought like six cases of it like just cleaned Good the place Lord. out before the so he had it for like another three or four years. After I'm surprised that. it didn't eat through but the remember, can. <laughs> no, but the, we went to Atlantic City. This is right when I first like me and Katie. I don't even know if we were married yet. I think we had just gotten married, or maybe not. I think we were engaged. But we went to Atlantic City, and we drank the Four loco. and, like, it almost, like, ended our relationship. Like, it was, like, <laughs> like we both, like, full-on blacked out. Like, I, I had, we were in Atlantic City in December, so there's, like, no – I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but there's, like, nobody there. And Atlantic City – is like usually like one side of the street is real nice and it's got the boardwalk and stuff and then the other side of the street is just a total shithole and um and in december it's just like kind of like the shitholes on the boardwalk basically and um so we're all four locoed out and they got these people with these rickshaw things and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like this guy. I'm like this guy, Katie. This this rickshaw guy. He's gonna take us take us where we need to go. So we get on the rickshaw, and I mean, this guy is like a shady fucking dude, right? Like like anyone driving a rickshaw in Atlantic City in December.
2: In December, yeah. <laughs>
3: and there's like no one around, and I'm so out of it that I'm like, I'm like, you you know what the rickshaw is, right? Where he like oh, yeah. holds it like yeah. pushes it like a fucking mm-hmm. wheelbarrow and um, so he takes us like you know like a mile and a half from our hotel down the down the boardwalk and I'm like I have to piss like nobody's business oh, so no. I make him pull over and instead of just like finding a tree or whatever going in the ocean I go I I go Katie wait with him the guy's name is like Samuel I'm like Samuel can you please take care of her and make sure nothing happens I'm going to run into this casino to piss and um I ended out like playing like a, I, I was like all you know because of the four loco disoriented, and I uh, I ended out like being in there for like 25 minutes. I like, was playing a slot machine, <laughs> <because of> the... <laughs> and she I came out. She was so mad at me. Like it was like a dangerous thing to do. Like I mean, yeah. in, in retrospect, you know, and like yeah. So that was that was our last. Ex- that was like. That might have been the last can of Poor Loco that anyone ever drank that had all that. <laughs> Could be.
2: Anyone ever? No, people. Poor really Loco finished. almost ended my marriage. I like that. as. <laughs> it's like a lifetime movie. I love how you
1: just went in there
3: to pee and then you're just like, well.
2: Well, all I'm here.
3: Samuel in the oh, rickshaw is watching. Right, the- like I was telling you, that's. That's like a classic cowboy decision. Dec- decision right there. No, it's like it's like you had the original bad decision, right, which was to go in in the first place and uh-huh. leave her and, and leave her and leave her with Samuel, the rickshaw guy. Yeah. But but then like 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 I do, I it's like I'm like a bad decision to the certain power. Like I always have to compound the bad decision with oh, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to leave her out there for a long time while I play the slot machine.
2: It's the chain exactly. of bad decisions together.
3: That, that is a good thing to do. That is a good thing to do.
2: Well, look, Samuel had your back, so I think you Samuel fine.
3: ended out being all right. I yeah. was going to say, he sounds like a good guy. <laughs>
2: like Batista. Yeah.
3: He okay. rickshawed us back.
2: Put him <laughs> in the top five.
3: <laughs> he's not, he's not, <laughs> Samuel was a little rough around the edges, Tim. He's not cracking my top
2: Okay, five. he's number five. <laughs>
3: You just, yeah, you just missed
2: the cut. Number six.
3: six. I, can't, I can't bump Steve Gleason for him. You know? all right.
2: okay. Just below Steve Gleason. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it.
1: I feel like we've gotten to know you better.
2: I do, too.
3: Good. Good. I didn't want to just come on and tell all old war stories, you know? Well, sex. I mean, we like that, too. We I wanted to tell a couple, so he you know, gave you a couple, but also wanted to make sure, you know, the, uh, you know, dig a, dig a little deeper than just the guy who's playing the slot machine oh, while no, Samuel was high oh, <laughs> no, no. his woman. You, know?
2: you go there sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so we get into some heavy life stuff, so you never know what to expect here.
3: Very good. Well, I've 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 appreciated. Do you guys have any any additional questions? Anything else?
2: I'm happy to talk about it. I think I've exhausted um, what I wanted to know. Jenny, what have you got?
1: I always want to know like really weird shit, but Mm. um.
2: (laughs) Weirder weirder than my Batista question? (laughs) Yes. Wow.
1: But I'll refrain. All right. All right.
2: Hmm. Keep it in your back pocket, I guess. Yeah. The next give, give, time. give me
3: one weird one, Jenny. If I don't answer it, that's all right. Just, just one. Are you into feet? well You know, not, not even a little, honestly. <laughs> right. But like, I, I'm happy you asked that because I actually asked you about this. So yes. Let's let's talk about it for a sec.
2: Talk about so, feet? Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not, like, actively – I don't have anything against feet. So, like, like a foot doesn't disgust me. I am happy to give, like, a foot massage. I enjoy a foot, mache- foot, foot massage. <laughs> um, I don't have that next step of, like, yes, I am into that foot. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. It's not, so, like, a specific thing. Definitely not, like, a specific thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, at least you're not totally against it, as well.
3: No, I'm not against. I'm not in that respect. Like I, I can't really think of anything that really totally disgusts me like that. Like I'm very much like a, you know, do what you want. I'll try anything. Once type of guy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but yeah, just nothing specific. Like I'm not like. Well, she's got great feet, great so. Feet. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. So that was the that that was what really sealed it. You know what I mean? It's just uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really do feet. I don't think that I'm. Uh, I don't think I find them as uh, just repelling, repellent, mm-hmm. uh, disgusting, if you will, as other people that we might know. But um, definitely, definitely don't really go for them. Mm-hmm. All not, that's fine. Not, a thing. not
1: a thing. I just really feel like it's going to be a question I'm going to ask all of our guests from here on. Yeah,
3: back. yeah. You can tell a lot about a person with that question. You think I guess, so? You know? I
2: think so, yeah.
3: Yeah, like, you know, like, what do you have to, I don't know.
2: That and the aggressive. <laughs> we all
3: have feet. Why? <laughs> like, I, like I, got, I got feet. Why would I hate feet? I have two fucking feet. Do I look down every morning and say, oh, fuck you, fuck you. no. What if he hated feet that much?
2: I was going to say, are you so disgusted by, is it sort of like, you know how some people can... Cut them off if you hate them that much. Well, know? some people are like, a, a fr, uh, are, are sort of immune to their own farts. Like if they, they fart on themselves <laughs> or whatever, like they'll send somebody else and out of the room, but... You just sort of laugh at it to yourself, that's like you know, you know it smells that. bad, but it's not as bad. It's never as bad to you as it is to yeah. the other person, right?
3: Yeah. So wait, wait, Tim, that's a good one, right? Because I kind of take pride in that, right? Like a lot of people, but like if I do a real good
2: one, emptying a uh, room with a good fart.
3: Exactly. But yeah. like I can, I'll sit in it, no fucking problem. You know? <laughs> I can tell that was. You'll good. sit
2: in it. But I will it say, okay, delicious. I will say this. I, Here, I here's have. Where
3: I'm going. Yeah, I got. I got to tell you, where I'm going real yeah, quick. Yeah, right? So, so that's taking it at a, So you put that put that same kind of thing into the foot context, right? Like I don't like other people's fives; they disgust me. Yeah. So, like, if I'm a guy who hates feet, do I make my feet like the most disgusting fucking feet in the whole world, and then I'm proud of it, right? I'm like, my, I'm like, I hate feet so much, oh,
2: and my feet
3: are fucking terrible, right? Like, like. They Proging are gross.
2: And all green and crusty.
3: I, you know what I mean? Hairy, like I mean yeah, yeah, no,
1: I think they probably just wear tennis shoes to the beach instead. I don't
3: know. why. What do you mean? <laughs> tennis shoes to the beach. Who would do such a thing? I don't know. I must admit, so you, that was a tough day for me. Like yeah. With the, you know, mm-hmm. the thing with the golf cart where I made that comment that everybody thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the metric system, whatever the fuck <laughs> So if I was operated. I got a, a
1: cowboy math.
3: Yeah. Cowboy math, exactly.
2: Cowboy yeah. math. I, you know, I have run myself out of the shower with my own farts before. It's. I think it's the a shower. steam. Yeah. Well, I think it's the. You know how it kind of. Your your fart kind of steams up, um along with the shower. It it just makes oh. it so much worse. Big steamy fart. See, I would
3: kind of stay in there and just be, be all right with it. Yeah, I, might well, admit, I would consider inviting Katie in if it was bad <laughs> enough. Hey, Thanks. Right,
2: can you right.
3: come grab my towel for me, honey? And then laugh. Yeah.
2: Classic. No, I've definitely had to open the door like, air it out. Oh,
1: my gosh. Why are we talking about parts right now?
2: You know what I did last night? I spent 20 minutes on YouTube watching nothing but um, people, well, yeah, people in Walmart and – Grocery stores and like Costco um, farting over the PA system, and they're what? just like they're just like couple seconds at a time videos, and there's just like hundreds of them on YouTube. They just they pick up the the um, the the phone right and dial whatever it is to broadcast over the entire store, and then you just see them take the receiver right to their ass and then it's like oh, all of a sudden, you can tell a lot of them are fake. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, but all of a sudden, it'll just you just see this person walk up to the thing, take it, put it up to their ass, burp, <laughs> across, just over the entire store.
3: I could watch that for, for hours. On I as was too. Well. See, losing it. We we found our common ground, Tim.
2: Yeah, yes. right, at the, right You know, farts are funny. You That's know. it. Oh, very funny. Yeah, very funny. yeah. And I didn't care if they were fake or not. I was still laughing. Either. I just.
3: A farts are
2: not gonna be funny. Either way, you
3: know. I mean, who cares if it's real? It was it's real to us and that's yeah. all that matters.
2: Real in my head.
1: All farts
3: matter.
2: Oh. Yes. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well I think we've learned a lot tonight. I think so too.
1: Very um um fun and also I think educational in some ways.
3: Yeah. Feel good. Well about I it. I, I really, I really enjoy doing it, guys. So thanks, thanks for thanks for inviting me and taking the time to to ask these questions. And you know, it's great, great to get to know everybody better. So good awesome. stuff.
1: Um Is there anything that you want to plug before we leave?
3: Oh, I only do one show this week in the NFL. It's uh, we just started. Uh, it, it actually posted today, I believe, um, our, our first week. So we do that once a week. It's me and the two retirees d'amato and <laughs> cowboy senior <laughs> so it's one of the few few groups that i'm in where i am by far the youngest these days so i'll take that <laughs> all day and um you know we just try to keep, i just try to keep the chain on the tracks and let them do most of the heavy lifting but if you're into if you're into football we try to we try to bang it out in about an hour so it's nice and easy to to digest and give you some good information so please listen it's a
1: good show with a good producer, I will say. and
3: Jenny is um, the best because I, I, the best. I, I, I hand her a steaming pile of shit once every three weeks, and she never complains. <laughs> she is so nice about it. He's like,
1: there's always a Skype problem. You're like,
3: there's always
1: Skype You got to
0: cut this out.
3: You know what this what this show confirmed because we've been on an hour and fifty four minutes right now and it's been clear as day is that the Skype problem is most likely Cowboy Senior, which is right on brand with the <laughs> oldest guy, right? <laughs> can't, can't work with The technology.
2: Senior yeah. internet problems.
3: And then I say, Dad, I think that it's I think it's your uh, connection. Oh, I'm fine over here. It's gonna be you.
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Yep. With the cowboy.
2: Pass the buck.
3: Yeah, guys, awesome. Thanks again so much.
1: Um, What about you, Tim? What you got coming up?
2: Ah, What do I have coming up? So, I have coming up a show that I don't do regularly, but that will be debuting. It is going to be on the Place We Nation pop feed. I don't know that I can really spill the beans. I don't know if I can spoil it yet, other than to say... It's an idea that we have talked about uh, on various different shows, myself and Andy Atherton and others. Um, we're going to be recording this on Monday the 14th, so mm-hmm. I imagine it will be dropping sometime, you know, the week of the 14th or shortly thereafter. Uh, so look for that. You'll see it. It's a new show. Going to hit the pop feed of Place Be Nation, pop and uh, short order, and that's all I'll say about that. Again, not something I'm going to be doing regularly. Just um appearing on on this first episode, and you know, if they um, request my presence for others, and then I will endeavor to be there. Uh, all right. Be, yeah. Beyond that. Way to
1: say all that and not say anything about, about it. What
2: the, yeah, because I, I don't think it's it's mine to share necessarily. So. Okay. I'll just. Kind of tease it out, right? All right. All right, so on Place Me Nation Wrestling, you and I, and Jenny, do a couple of shows there, a couple of wrestling shows, one of which is called PTB and XT. That is with our good friend Jacob Williams. Mm-hmm. And our next episode that we've got coming up hasn't hasn't dropped yet. Again, look for it in the very near future. We'll be covering the first NXT Takeover event from 2014. So we've made it. We made it through arrival. We've made it through, gosh, f- five, four, almost five months worth of uh, NXT television, and mm-hmm. now we are we have arrived. So we're gonna be talking Takeover on that next edition of PTB NXT Takeover One. Uh, you and I, Jenny, also have a show called. Talking WCW, it's actually a spinoff of this show, if you can believe that, Talking Pop, (laughs) with our friend Greg Phillips, and yeah, we talked WCW on that show. Most recent episode there, uh, really fun outing, we talked the career of the Giant in WCW, three great matches that we picked, and uh, I feel like we dispelled some myths there, so that's something we like to do on Talking WCW. In our next episode, that's going to be focused on Vader. And that was chosen by you, Jenny. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty awesome, right? Love me some Vader. And is there anything else? Well, we do have on this very feed what you're listening to, the Jenny Position. In addition to Talk and Pop, you can find Jenny and myself on the Journey Through Infinity. We do that with our friends the aforementioned JT slash Justin Rizzero and Scott Criscolo going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order. And our next episode is going to be focused on Avengers Age of Ultron. So the first Avengers sequel. That'll be an interesting outing for us, I think.
1: I'm very excited to record that one
2: at some point in the future. Yeah, because I kind of don't know where... You guys land on that one. I don't know where, like, I don't know where anyone lands on that movie. So, we'll um, we'll look forward to that, definitely. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. I still am still on the, on the Twitter. I am still on the Twitter. I am at psych 68 cyke C-Y-K-E-6-8 on the Twitter. I do still participate there. I have not sworn it off like <laughs> I have Facebook.
1: Um, as for me, uh, I think Tim has mentioned most of my shows, but uh, <laughs> I
2: tried to help you out. There,
1: <laughs> there was uh, an episode of um, you heard about Pluto with me and Jake Williams. We watched um, America's Test Kitchen, uh, so that was a really fun episode. It's a really
2: with Jake funny and, episode.
1: And and then um, I have some wrestling shows on the North South Connection. Um, podcast feed so tna never dies is over there and the extreme three-way dance and um our new comic show called shrink wrapped the psychology of superheroes yes uh, if you have to check that one out do that too it's a fun listen kind of different for us tim um but also a pretty great show it's
2: us being a little bit artsy if we yeah, can be bit. so bold but that's the idea
1: and i'm on twitter and facebook page at jenny physician and if you're listening to this on friday september 11th it is tim cable's birthday so you should definitely tweet him or send him um a dm
2: of your penis okay Um, happy early
3: birthday tim
2: (laughs) wow okay that's giving me a lot to consider I just
1: opened up your DMs for your birthday.
3: You're
2: welcome. Uh Hopefully, uh, Batista slides in there, right? No, uh.
3: <laughs> I, ju- I just sent it over to him. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I don't
2: think I'm wrong
1: wrong you know, wrong. A You're right. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you again, Roger. And
0: thanks for listening. Good night. I know just what you want.
3: Tim, what you need girl so baby your honest happy birthday man i hope uh, i hope it's a great one for you
2: uh i'll try to make the uh, the most of it thank you
3: that is a tough that's like a tough day to be your birthday which i'm sure you, you've heard before is it it's on the 11th it's september 11th. yeah
2: yeah well the 9 um, 11 was my 18th birthday, so that was sort of a. Um, I don't know. I, I felt a way about it um, at the time, but it's sort of like you get older and you're, you're sort of know, like lessening your head about it. It's a lot of people. You know. Yeah. It's
3: just, it's just true. It's like having a you know,
2: like Christmas or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. But not exactly. It's
3: just, it's just like, like,
2: sort of like have your birthday at Christmas, but. Uh, it's like if your first name was COVID-19. Really- <laughs> there but but, but if there were a lot of other
3: people,
2: they'd COVID-19. Well, there will be a lot in the future. Yes, there will be. You
0: say he's not treating you right. Lady's <laughs> been the night. I'll love you by I do